I, hello. <laughs> Let me sip my wine. I swear to God, I wish I could just go straight into conversation because that intro part is so weird. Like, Jory killed my intro and then I got to follow up after that. So I don't know if I should start singing. Like, I'm not sure what I should do. So hopefully one day I'll figure out like a smooth, hey y'all. But until then, it's always going to be some awkward ass. Hey, hi. Right. Yeah, we're real. Okay. Anyway, quick little catch up. We're going to make this quick because there has been a lot of tea to catch up on. And then the juice of this episode, the theme of this episode is all going to be dedicated to the infamous, the, hmm, I don't even really want to say because I want y'all to know what my stance on him is, but on to the Sir Kevin Samuels. I'm sure you guys are familiar about who that is. If not, by the end of this episode, you'll know exactly who and what he is. Okay. So catch up. Let's see. Um, been around, been gone for a little bit. I okay, y'all. I'm a person, I don't have a whole bunch of friends, but I have a few. And for some reason, three friends of mine, all birthdays wound up being celebrated in the same week. And what I mean by that is I had a birthday dinner on Thursday, a birthday dinner on Friday, and then a birthday get together on Saturday. And I felt so bad because see, y'all, my favorite place to be is at home. Okay. If you ask, where's Jasmine? Nine times out of 10 sisters at home. Um, between the kids, Carl, myself, me knowing and understanding when I need to just kind of recharge. Work is so demanding. I have my hands in so many different pots. Like three outings for birthday celebrations for friends was probably a little bit, I took one more than I could chew. In turn, I wasn't even able to make the third birthday event, which I felt so bad because I love her so much. But I did tell her this week or next week, I'm going to take her out to a fancy dinner. Um, just me and her and just vibe. So, but it was fun. I will say, um, friends, everybody need to meet each other or something because that could have been one long, big ass birthday dinner celebration with everybody because I had to get dressed, drive into the city. It was just a lot. It was a lot. And then, you know, I'm a gift giver. So I had to go and get gifts and yeah, so um had a good time, but I was like, whoo, I'm cool on birthdays for a couple months. <laughs> um, let's see, Carl Hubby took me out. Um, it was so cute, y'all. It I'm just so proud of us, and I can't wait. Our one-year anniversary, one-year wedding anniversary is in March, and I'm gonna do a podcast episode. Hopefully, he'll do it with me. If not, I'll do it myself. Um, I'm just so proud of how far we've come and how far he's come is just the man that I need and the man that I want. Um, and just doing the things that I can tell are him making effort to make me happy. Um, and I say that to say, literally, I was off this Saturday. I had zero plans. Like, yes, I did. I lied. I had plans. My plans was to sit my black ass on my couch and binge watch something. Um, he had left to go and run some errands. And then he texted me while he was out. And he was like, hey, get dressed. Just you. And I was like, Okay, because usually like if we go get something to eat or whatever, we'll take the kids too. It's like our thing. And so I said, okay. He was like, just you. Like emphasis, don't get them girls dressed. And I was like, okay. So I got dressed and um, he took me out. He took me to Chateau Elan just randomly for a wine tasting and lunch. Um, we've gone a few times before, but it's just, it's, it hit different because it was literally like no plan, no special day, no birthday, no memory, you know. It was just get dressed. I want to take you out. And I was like, that was so sweet. So we had a really, really good time. Um, we've never been on the weekend. That was our first time on a weekend. It was actually pretty packed. I'm I'm used to experiencing Chateau Elan when it's more vacant. So that was interesting. Um, that coupled with COVID, the lines were kind of long for the tasting. But all in all, we had a really, really good time. Um, but then in turn, <laughs> while I was there, me, Jasmine, me, I was a victim of a fraud cash app scam. Um, and when I say victim, I mean a real victim. I literally clicked the link, which I should have paid attention. I didn't think anything of it. It was a reputable company. First, I wasn't going to say the name of the company, but now I will, whatever. Um, God is dope. You guys are familiar with that. I've purchased from them on several different occasions and Someone, and I didn't know if it was like a representative for them or whatever. I don't know. Again, it happened to me while I was wine tasting. So give me some grace. Um, 
And they basically said that I had won a free sweatshirt. And I was just like, oh, okay, cool. I didn't think anything of it. And again, I think because, you know, I have several e-commerce businesses and like with Curl Shop, I've, or even Jasmine Nicole, like I've run specials and sales or giveaways to people who are just solely on my mailing list. And, you, you know, usually if you ever purchase from me, part of the checkout system is for you to input your information and you become a part of my mailing list. So I knew that my information was privy to God is dope itself because I've purchased from them. So then another check mark that I didn't think of, they called me. I Again, I wasn't thinking too much of it because I was like, oh, okay. I, I've called people from Curl Shop. I've called people to make adjustments to their order. Like I had somebody before order two items of something and I only had one left. So I asked her if she wanted it to be shipped out that day, I could switch it with another item or if she wanted to wait until I batched the following day. Um, so I know, you know, just depending on how you run your business, mine, I'm very a small business and I'm very personable and I will call my clients. I mean, my customers, no problem. So I didn't, I wasn't too alarmed. So he told me to click the link or anything like that so I could just put like my information for them to send me my shirt. Click the link. Next thing I know, dun, 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 they logged me in the Cash App out of nowhere. Cash App and then it, it then it kicked me out of Cash App. I started getting all these notifications from Wells Fargo. Long story short, in the course of 10 minutes, they took $6,700 from me. Let me say that again. In the course of 10 minutes, they took... $6,700 for me. Yeah, I was sick. So this is a Saturday. So you know, Sunday, everything closed. So I called immediately. As I'm on the phone with the lady making a claim, they kept going. Like, doom, doom, doom. I'm getting notification, notification. They're taking out $1,500, $20, $50, 20. I mean, they were just milking it. And I was pissed off, right? I'm more so hurt. I mean, thank God, you know, I bank with Wells Fargo. I have fraud protection. I mean, it was clear and evident that it went to a certain cash app, all of these transactions, back to back to back. Um, so fraud is clear and evident that that's what happened. But I still have to do the claim. Like I have to do police work. I have to do all of this stuff. But I was just more so hurt. I was more so A, violated, and then B, hurt because the guy that was on the phone with me, I could tell he was a black guy. And I'm just like, listen, if you, first of all, you shouldn't be frauding and stealing from anybody, but if that's what you want to do, why the hell are you stealing from me? You know what I'm saying? Go try to tap in the Donald Trump's account or some shit, or tap into these people who wouldn't even notice $6,700 missing. You know what I'm saying? Like you took from me with no care of how that would affect me, my family, anything like just took it. And I just felt so violated and just like, and so all in all, don't ever send me any link. If you want me to come to an event, don't send me no evite. I'm not clicking it. I, you better call me. Um, I have gotten handled. The claim was accepted. Um, I have to wait until they post the money back to my account. But now I have to change my car. You know, they canceled that car. So now everything that I had upset auto pay, which is everything because I am forgetful as hell. So I do auto pay for everything. I have to go in and update my car. Like just a huge headache, super, super inconvenience. Um, and again, I just felt violated. Like I didn't feel a sense of relief until this morning, today, Monday. And I was able to really get a voice on the phone to tell me what steps can be taken for me to get reimbursed. So I don't know. I'm just like, really just get a job, just get a job. And the craziest thing is these scammers are smart as hell. Like y'all could just be coders or something. Like y'all make more than everybody y'all stealing from clearly. So it's just sad. It's really sad that that's the space that we're in. It's sad that you know, and I even had some remorse for Wells Fargo itself because a lot of people was like, that shouldn't even have happened. I get it. But these scammers, you don't know who work on the inside. You don't know anything. It could have been somebody from God is Dope who even sold most of my information. I don't know. Like, this makes me not want to shop online. Like, just anything. The only reason I was fooled is because I've, I've, I've purchased from this company before, you know? And so, uh, I don't know. L let's move on from that because I it... it it really hurts my feelings more so than anything, especially because I'm such a huge advocate for my community. And just to know that that's like, why are you taking from me? You know what I'm saying? Why? Like I work so hard for every dime I have. So I was really offended. Um, next, I am 
this is the last thing we'll talk about for my ketchup. I am working on What the Fuck to Cook, Volume 4. I'm so excited about it. Um, done more research so I can just really get my imagery and marketing to a place that I can be proud of and something that I feel like can be competitive in this space because a lot of these food bloggers and influencers and photographers are doing the damn thing. The shit looks good, y'all. It just looks great. And um, I've just been doing my research and looking to see, reading the room and just making sure that I can enter the same room. Okay. So I'm really, really proud of the new book coming out. I shot um, four of my 10 recipes already. Um, this go around, I want to have video footage for everything just so I can have like endless marketing potential when it comes to my book collection of cookbook, ebook, cook, cook ebooks. So really, really excited about that. I can't wait to release, um, probably be sometime in Feb February for sure. I do have a upcoming photo shoot, another batch shoot for my February content, but it's so I couldn't even get in until February 1st. So <laughs> yeah. The shit Jasmine does. So I'm excited about that. And um, I think I'm actually going to do like a YouTube video behind the scenes shooting that. I think that will be kind of cool. A lot of people ask questions on like how you get that done. So I'm excited for that. But enough of me. Let's get into this juice. Okay. <laughs> Let me stop. Why do I say that? Okay. That's lame. I won't say that no more. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, y'all, these street Lord, we ain't even it. We 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 haven't even finished chapter one of 2021, and we already got so much shit popping. Um, let's see, Lori Harvey and Michael. I called him Mike Lowry. <laughs> Somebody wrote me and said that they thought that was funny. My humor. Listen, if this your first time listening. My humor is simply that it's mine. I think shit is funny often that I say, so I'm going to keep saying it. Anyway, Mike Lowry, Lori Michael, them, they still going strong. I've been seeing a lot of people like, you know, say that it's a publicity stunt and all of that. Then I've been seeing people like, okay, we get it. Enough of that. Because she posts him, he posts her. First of all, they're not doing shit different than anybody else than when they get a man and go public. Okay. Let them people live. I'm just happy with a black girl. I'm just happy that they're doing that. I don't care. They are young. He, well, she is young. He tagged her that she took the picture or whatever. Like, let them do that. Y'all, y'all got to stop being like that. Because don't nobody say nothing when you post your little dude that you finally can let the world know about, you know? So I'm happy for it. I think it's really, really cute. Let them love on each other however long this may last. If it's the long haul, if it's short run, it's their experience and let them live in that. Like, we have to stop being so invested in other people's lives to the point where we feel like we can tell other people what they should or shouldn't do or how they should showcase their relationship or not. Like just simply unfollow. You really take the time to write a comment and say, okay, I'm tired of this. Okay. They don't even know you. So think about that. Let that sit in. You tired of some people who don't even know you. Okay. Anyway, um, next going from Lori to Michael, let's talk about Lori's ex boo, Trey songs. Um, he got arrested at the Kansas chiefs game. Um, and I, the story is still unfolding. Um, initially, they said that he got arrested. And then you saw that he put the cop in a chokehold and shit. Initially, they said that he was arrested for trespassing, which was weird because how do you, how do you trespass at a football game? Um, I'm sure with us knowing it's Trey Songz, I'm sure there wasn't any area there at that stadium that he wasn't allotted the right to go into. Then now as the story continues to unfold, people say he got arrested because he refused to wear a mask. Um, I feel impartial towards that. If that is the case, if that is the truth, Trey, why would you just wear your mask, bro? And if it is, and, and then on the flip side, I see people without their mask on all the time without any arrest. So I don't know. I didn't think they had to even go there with him like that. Um, we don't know the whole story. I do know for sure that Trey is an advocate for the cause. He is definitely with the culture. He uses his platform 
and is very vocal about injustices towards black people. Um, he was an advocate for Breonna Taylor and still is. So I don't know. I think to take in account all of that information with how he was treated or how that unfolded, um, I'm sure we'll get more on the story. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, protect Trey Songz. <laughs> Just protect him because he got to do a versus with Chris Brown, okay? Um, and talking about music, Chloe and Holly. Y'all, I don't ever know any words, but listen, okay, when it comes to Chloe and Holly, I have been in love with them forever. I remember when they were little and they started off just doing covers of like Beyonce and um, Disney movies on YouTube. Like I used to watch YouTube all the time. And it's so funny that now I'm active on YouTube as a person that puts out content on there, but I don't watch it as much anymore. But I used to watch it all the time and I just loved them. I just thought they had that star quality and I was so happy when Beyonce scooped them on up because I was like, yo, like, and I always felt like Chloe could be like the next B. But of course, in the society that we're in, everybody's like, oh no, they got dreads and all of that. Baby, listen, I'm here for them and all of their dreads. Okay. I'm here for that. They make it look beautiful and sexy as it is. It's very sensual. And Chloe killed the busted challenge. Honey, nobody else needs to do it. And I didn't understand. I didn't really, I couldn't really understand how I felt when watching it processing it all was a lot because I was like, I'm still looking at the little girl who used to be on the screen on a YouTube singing and now she's doing the bus it and I'm feeling like, oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, damn. Nobody else needs to do it. And then you have Holly, beautiful. And now she's coming out her shell. I, first of all, I'm just so happy. And it makes me happy as a mom of two girls, right? Because a lot of people always say, think about how we did Beyonce and Solange. And everybody was like, oh, Beyonce's prettier. It's like, everybody always feel like you got to pick one. But I really like how they did it. They split their Instagram. So now you have Chloe ba Chloe's page and Holly's page. And they both showing love to each other still. The split doesn't mean anything. It's just they are their own two individuals. And even if they go solo as artists, so what? Like, I'm here for it because they're sisters first. They're sisters before fame. They're sisters before entertaining, music, any of that. So to see them both be beautiful and shine bright in their own light, like, I can only imagine how proud their mom is. Like, yes, it's not a one or the other. Both my girls are lit AF, and y'all are going to get all of this in 2021. <laughs> it gives me hope because I'm just like, people are like, oh, Carly decided they're both bomb like both of my girls are perfect there's no one is better one prettier like they're both lit it's just they have a different they have an age gap of eight years but baby my eggs produce some lit ass kids and that's just what it is and i just like that i'm getting that vibe from this split of them that people don't have to split the support they don't have to split and be team chloe split and be team holly they're both team them but just letting them shine in their own enough of that um so now let's go. I was talking about the dress with Chloe and Holly and just how some people, you know, societal norms dress aren't necessarily deemed as beauty, right? Okay, let's go to Danalee. Danalee, Danalee, I don't know how the hell you say this girl's name. Um, the girl, the little light-skinned girl that's dating the baby. She has been under attack because of her new song, Yellowbone, and the colorism aspect to it because she is light-skinned. Now, okay, I'm 50-50 in I'm with this because... I think that because we know she's with the the baby. He has like a toxic relationship with one of his kids' mom, the girl that he was recently with, who was a brown skinned girl. And I'm sure that, you know, now that he's with Danalee, I'm sure that her and the baby mama don't get along. I mean, anytime a toxic situation, toxic is, yeah, toxic spills over. Toxicity spills over. So I will say that I think because she said he chose him a yellow bone. I think that this was just bad PR. I just think that it just missed the mark. I really don't have a problem with her having a song about yellow bone. I mean, we got a song called Brown Skin Girl. We got a song called, which I don't really know if my daughter, who was of fairer skin, felt comfortable. Like, you know, I'm sure certain people, when they would sing Brown Skin Girl, they would sing it with exclusion of my daughter, right? Let's just, and then my mom is that of a darker skin. So that's the beautiful part about us as black people. And I'm not even going to get into a colorism type of topic episode right now, but I don't find issue with specifying who you are on that scale through expression. But I think in this case, she was 
talking to the girl and they missed the mark, okay? She was trying to say to the baby mama, he chose a yellow bone, which I mean, at the end of the day, I don't have a problem with her saying that. If that's what, I mean, he did. Shit, that's what he chose. Now, I'm not sure if he chose it because that's what he wanted over one or the other, but it just so happened to be that, right? Like, that's the girl he chose. She is lighter, whatever. I, I and It sounds so weird because I, I just really hate when we, because colorism is something that, you know, we, we put that into our own community. You know what I'm saying? So I think, I think her, she's young, um, kind of delusional. I don't think she recognized that probably could have just been a text sis. you could have just said that to her. <laughs> you didn't have to put that on a major platform. That's just kind of how I feel about it. Um, mm, I, yeah, I don't know. It's a lot of conversation behind it, but it's like, what do you want her to say? So she can never, I mean, Spanish women talk about being Spanish all the time. Um, women that's darker tone, I hear a lot of reference in there, you know, my brown skin or my skin that glistens in the dark and like, you know, different things like that. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's fair for her as a lighter girl to not be able to reference her skin tone as descriptive, as a description ever in fear of it offending somebody. Like that's the part that's kind of weird. Um, and again, I just think that it was bad timing and it was poorly, executed she should have just said what she needed to say to sis and just kept it moving um uh, i don't even want to tap on masika and her fiance i don't know what's going on as of yesterday they were broken up as of today they're back together um as a person who has had a public breakup and got back when i realized this ghetto out here i'm not saying anything is really wrong with that but like I also, when we broke up, didn't let y'all know for a month and a half afterwards, just when I realized this nigga really ain't coming back. So I don't know, sis, like navigate this space, navigate your issues with your relationship right now on your own and let us know, circle back and let us know how it turned out. Cause y'all could be fine and y'all could not, but like just process that shit dolo for a second. Um, okay, we finally had the Ashanti and Keisha Cole <laughs> oh, Keisha, y'all. When I was at my dinner, one of the dinners that I went to um, for my friend's birthday, we were talking about it because it was actually on Thursday. That's when her dinner was, when the live, when the verses was live. And I had said that Keisha just gave me crack vibes. Like she just gave me druggy. And it was so funny. And the, it looked like the lady was offended, but I mean, it's okay. But what's funny, because she was saying she was team Keisha. I'm team both. I think they're both dope. But I've always said that I thought everybody would sleep on Ashanti. Like Ashanti has, Ashanti is Ashanti. Ashanti is that girl. Like she ruled the early 2000s with that whole murdering space. Um, she's a writer. Um, she's been unproblematic. She's just been beautiful and slaying her body. I mean, gorgeous girl. I don't know. I just always liked her. I just always felt like she gave energy of just like somebody you want to be their friend. Um, a lot of people say they relate more to Keisha Cole's music. I relate to some of Ashanti's. I think music wise, I think they're both dope. Um, but referencing back to the crack comment, First of all, it took Keisha Cole an hour and a half to even come out. She claimed it was because her screen was blurry or some shit. Sis, if you don't toggle that Wi-Fi, I don't know what the hell. You got people waiting an hour and a half because your shit blurry? Crackhead. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Mm, too soon. Okay, so it was crazy because there was a video floating around and you could clearly see because Keisha was drinking on screen, but then she kept walking off saying she needed a break and shit. And so you could see when she was, it was a picture that was floating and it had like an eight ball of, of cocaine and then some lines and a dollar bill. The Whitney Houston kit, okay, was in the corner and we saw it. And so then I was like, oh, that makes sense. Now I see, okay. Um, <laughs> who? I was proud. I was happy. I mean, I've been blasting Ashanti ever since. Um, I was just happy that other people got to see and hear and see how beautiful Ashanti is in, in her catalog. Um, there were a few songs that she didn't play that I wish she would have. There were a few songs that she played that I wish she didn't. Um, and that goes for both of them. But kudos to those ladies. I think they had the highest streaming ever for Versus. So it seems to keep getting bigger and bigger. And I'm shocked because this was the third reschedule. So Ashanti, they looked beautiful. I don't know if they had a pact on let's both do this deep 
jet black side part and black outfit. I don't know, but I was here for it. They looked great. Um, and I'm just excited. I'm excited to see who the next versus is. I'm hopeful that it's Tony Braxton and, 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 and Mary J. Blige or Trey Songz and Chris Brown. Those, those will be the two for me that I would like to see. What about y'all? Meet me in my comments on my page when I post this after you listen to this about who y'all would like to see for the next one. <sighs> Segway into who this is about. Like I said, Kevin Samuels. Let's get to it. Let's grow. <sighs> okay. I don't even have donkey of the day. I might still. <laughs> I might still. Charlemagne's donkey of the day. Donkey of the week. Donkey of the fucking year goes to Kevin Samuels. Um, Kevin R. Samuels. <sighs> Clown, clown. Like I literally don't know what else to say. Um, I'm gonna let you guys hear a little snippet of what it sounds like. So what he does, he claims that he's an image consultant. I heard he works at Macy's. Um, he claims that he is a matchmaker. That he is a lifestyle developer. Um, he is a high value luxury lifestyle. All of this. So he has a platform, and people call in, and I'm gonna get on us, us being black women, at the end of this rants but he gets on and he has women come on and ask him questions okay and quote unquote look for advice from him why i don't know what receipt has he proven to be qualified to give any type of advice i don't know um but kudos to him for utilizing a platform and getting recognized all publicity isn't good publicity but it's publicity and he is somebody i'm talking about today so donkey of the fucking century goes to you so listen to him on one of his most recent you know i want to be married or whatever i want to be in a relationship but i feel like maybe i'm a little too picky okay how tall are you i'm five foot three Justin. um i'm like a four i i, re I recently had surgery so i have like um kind of surgery um, I don't, I don't want to blast myself. You got like 6,000. Okay. I How much, what's the most you've ever weighed? Share. What's the most you've ever weighed? Um, a hundred and, hundred and fifty pounds. What's the average black man make in this country? Um, you said 50,000. So. Yeah. Actually it's 42, but 50 is still... I mean, uh, how old are you again? 28. Uh huh. Have you updated a man making $150,000 a year? I have. How long ago was that? Um, I mean, most of them. Hold on, hold on. When I say date, I mean serious. Did you show your eyes? You said what? Did you just roll your eyes? No, no, no. That was. I was thinking. I was okay. like thinking. Okay. Um, let me see. What 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 else can we give? My platform. And when I've had enough of somebody acting immature, childish, goofy, I'm going to call it out. And if that's rude to you, don't come back. That's what I said on Clubhouse. Women are used to one way of aggression. You're used to women being able to act a complete ass. And men are just supposed to take it. Men are supposed to let women just say whatever, do whatever. And just because they're not screaming or raising their voice, we're just supposed to let you do it. No, absolutely not. And the bottom line is, she rated herself an eight. She thinks she's pretty. Okay. She's cute. She's cute. But you're not at the Beyonce level. You're not eight, nine, and ten. Life has shown that. You're at the five, six area. And because I could not get an accurate estimation of her physique, I will give her the benefit of the doubt and say that she had an average physique. 
But I do know with such a full face, men tend not to be drawn to full-faced women. Okay. <laughs> where where do you even begin with this clown? So me, I'm the type of person I don't like to speak out on anything that I haven't a done my own research on, research on, or made sure that I'm even in position to speak out about it. Right? Like I'm not going to get on here. My client is the one who told me about his platform. I had started watching some of them on YouTube at the shop, and you know, I did my research. I looked at how he speaks to certain women. Um, his approach, he has a pretty blanket approach, depending on the woman. Um, and he has like a few things that's blanket when it comes to topics of his rebuttal for whatever a woman says that she wants. Um, I'll break it down. So his main and first thing is appearance. As you heard in that video snippet, I just let you hear. He didn't even ask for sis's name. He just said, how tall are you and what's your dress size? Almost signifying that based off of your height, your weight, your physique, that's that's going to determine what I'm how I'm going to respond to you with what you're telling me you're dealing with, which is insane. Like he said, basically a man, a certain type of quality man wants a woman that's like a size four. I don't know. I just find that to be weird. I find it to be weird and untrue. Um, I mean, you got to think about it. Look at Serena Williams. She's not a four. She fine as hell. Meg Thee Stallion, huh? Definitely not a four. Fine as hell. I'm not a four. Fine as hell. And I guess you know anybody. If somebody were to play this to him, the things that I'm going to touch on that he spoke on that I have conflict issue with. It has seemed like I'm triggered and I can say that I am and I'm triggered more so not necessarily from him because he literally has no leverage or ground to make me feel any way about myself. I mean, sir, I mean, we, if we talk about appearance, it's the eyebrows for me. I I'm trying to figure out, it looks literally like Arthur anyway. So I don't know. I, I feel like the issue I have is if you look at the comments, and it's just full of men agreeing with him. So now I'm finding issue and, fi and falling issue to, well, finding issue with the fact that there are people who actually agree with what this man is saying. That's where I have more of an issue than anything. So, okay, if you want to talk about the appearance aspect, women can feel the same, okay? I have a preference on how tall my man is. If you're not at least six foot, baby, I have nothing for you. Nothing, not even a hey, hello, outside of hey, hello, friend. Hey, hello, thank you. This is what I want to order. Hey, hello, thank you. You can leave that right there. Okay, from a man that I'm finding interesting, height is important for me. So, again, that's preference. Beards, I like beards. You have some men who can't grow them, you have some men who you get what I'm saying. I like them, but again, that's preference. So, when it comes to dress size and height in a woman and all of that, I feel like it's preference. There are some men who prefer a woman that's not a size zero, right? They prefer to touch a woman that don't make them feel like they're touching their child. Like, I, I don't know. It, it, again, it's preference. So for him to even have grounds to basically make it, basically make it seem like if you are not at least a size four, you shouldn't have any standard. You, you don't deserve a certain type of man. That's crazy. That's bizarre. Um, his approach towards women with children is the part that's really, really, really bothersome to me. Well, I can go back. Again, that's preference, not value. And he keeps, he uses the word value often. But again, preference, my preference is a man of a certain height, but that doesn't make the value be there. You get what I'm saying? Like, I, that's just my preference. Um, approach towards women with children. <laughs> he basically feels like if you have a child, you have no business wanting a quality man. Don't no man want to come in and take care of nobody else's kid and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, mm, okay, if we talk from a case study situation, when I met my now husband, I had a child already. I had a child already. You know what I mean? I, and I never felt like, and then even when Carl and I broke up for that time period of six months and I was dating, I let it be known very clear that I had two children with two different men. Did I feel a way about it? Yeah, because that's not how I really wanted my life to go. But did I think that it lowered my value as a woman and what I can be for a partner and a 
it, in a man? No. Not whatsoever. I also wasn't looking for nobody to be a stepdad to either of my kids. Both of their dads are present and in their lives and financially, physically, all of that. So any man, I don't even look at it as baggage. It's just I am a woman with children. And that's what it is. So, but his approach to women with that, the first thing he'll say is, why didn't you marry the father? And, oh, why did you, why did you, you know, what are you going to do? And all of that. And I'm like, is he having this same? Because then you have the, the comments. You have all these men like, yeah, no. Are you having that same conversation with the men who didn't marry the mother of their child? A woman can't make no man marry her. Have that same energy to these men. That's comfortable having kids out of wedlock, comfortable starting a family here, leaving and going to start a family there. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's a huge, huge, like there's this double standard there. And I'm like, for every conversation he has with a woman telling her how low of value she has now that she has a child, I need him to have that same energy to men because for every child, every woman with a child that's not with a dad, that means there's a dad out here who's not with the woman of his child, with the mother of his child, right? Double standard there. It's a double standard there because even me as a woman who had a child, I didn't want to date a man with a child. I didn't want to. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, don't make it seem like it's just a one size fit all. And any woman with a child is just asked out. Like there's no hope for you. And you only can get bottom of the barrel type men because you are now damaged goods. His words, not mine. Um, but then it was another woman he was talking to. And he asked, where's the father of your child? And she said, he, he he passed away. And he's like, well, I'm sorry to hear that. And now you're stuck with that burden. That's what he said. <laughs> like the audacity for me. Um, and I just feel like he doesn't hold the men accountable in that space. Because again, referencing back for every woman that there is with a child who's not with that father, that is a man out there who is out looking for a woman knowing that he has the quote unquote baggage of a child that comes along with the baby mama. Like it's always, he talking about baby daddies, baby daddies. Or what about the baby mamas? Like what about the men that's out here dropping off babies? Like his Amazon packages. Yeah. Um, let's see. He bashes alpha females, which I mean, I hear that a lot. Um, and I will say as an alpha female, me being alpha female isn't necessarily translated into my relationship. It's just alpha because I'm a very assertive woman. Um, I hate the term bossed up, but you know, I am a boss outside of home. I have a lot of things that I'm running. Um, I'm, I'm looking over that I'm handling. So, you know, I'm not necessarily, you know, he say men want submissive women. And I don't know, again, I think that's a preference type thing because now, statistically, especially as black women, we're out earning, we're out educated. Like there's just, we're not the 1950 woman. So if anything, instead of trying to break down a woman who has evolved into being a true partner, instead of a liability, instead of trying to break down a woman who is an asset, who can bring things to the table, who can, if and when he loses that six-figure job, she can still uphold and keep that lifestyle for them until he get back on his feet. Like, instead of trying to break that woman down into becoming this submissive woman that needs to be, know her place, be quiet, be soft-spoken, that's all. I mean, he really gets dig deep into, like, how women should be. Instead of doing that, why don't you build up the man to say, hey, women aren't like these. Women aren't how your mama and your grandmama was. Women are now doing this. Women are now this. Women are now that. And if you want partnership, if you want, you know, if you want that type of Jay-Z, Beyonce, love story, powerhouse couple, you have to learn to be okay with her being this way and create an environment for her to want to be vulnerable and to want to be feminine and soft with you. You understand what I'm saying? Don't try to break the woman down onto from who she be, who she's become. Like It's really, really weird, um, his approach. But what bothered me more so than anything, like I said, I had watched a few different episodes and he's pretty blanket across the board. Everybody's going to get the, what's your dress size, rate yourself, because he's big on rating yourself, which is weird to me. And he even went as far as to say that Beyonce is an eight, Kelly Rowland is a nine, and Rihanna is a 10. 
The fact that he's so comfortable to rate, he's created this rating system. And he even asked women on his platform, like, what would you rate yourself? What would you rate yourself? Oh, you really think that you're that? You really, I think I'd give you more of like a four and all this type of stuff. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> what, what is this? Like, what, who hurt you, bro? Because clearly somebody did hurt you. Um, but what I didn't like is he did not come. He had a white girl that he named Becky. He called her Becky when he had posted it. He had a white girl come on his show and she was 36 and she was, um, he was asking her questions and stuff, but his approach to her was totally different. And I'm not trying to make this a black and white thing, but now shit is starting to make a lot more sense to me. But he, he, he was very gentle with her. He was at, he, he, he respected her. He let her speak. He let her say the stuff that she wanted to say. Um, and it was weird because she was 36 and she's white. So y'all know, you know, they age a little different than us. So the same energy that he was giving black women that was on here, like, oh, look, you got all that makeup on and all that weaving. And I think, you know, you don't have the perfect jawline. You don't have the perfect nose set. Like he was breaking her down. But with the white girl, he didn't say nothing. He didn't say anything about her appearance. He didn't ask her her weight. He didn't ask her her height. He didn't say anything about her. And she had the nerve to have a little bit of makeup on, but she did look older. She was 36, but she gave me a smooth 46, close to 50. Like, that's how she looked to me. He didn't say or mention that at all as to why she hasn't found anybody or why it's difficult for her to find somebody. Like, and I didn't understand it, but then I was watching a live that he did and he was talking about this girl named Jenny being so fine because he's going out to LA and he's going to talk. He's going to meet up with some people and this girl named Jenny and she's fine. Oh, she out of this world. She dynamite. She fine. All this stuff. He's 51, y'all. So he say shit like dynamite. And I clicked, I, I looked Jenny up just being nosy and lo and behold, Jenny was an Asian woman. I said, okay, Jeezy, I get it. Now it's making sense, but now it's making sense more so to the point where it's bothering me because here you are now with this growing platform that is finding momentum and joy and pleasure behind breaking down women who look like you, women who look like your mom, women like the approach could be different because I've seen him handle other people in a different regard and I'm confused. And then he he speaks of high value man and high value woman. And he, he couples that with this six figure conversation. And that's, what's a little bothersome to me as well. Um, I'm married to, I guess you would call a high value man, the six figure man. And I don't think anything of that because I I'm a six figure woman. Right. And so together we're doing goddamn well and raising our kids a certain way and living a life that we want to live. But I don't value him off of dollar amount. I never have. I always knew what my husband's earning potential was because he's a software program. Like he's in computer science, he's IT. So I always knew that the possibility for him to have a, oh, why is this keep? I always knew the possibility of him earning high was there. So um, that never bothered me. But the whole high value and just associating that solely with money is what bothers me because high value, because let's think, okay, Kanye West, he clearly make more than six figures. That's an eight figure nigga. But would you necessarily say he high value as far as like the type of man you would want to be with? He bad shit crazy. Like be mindful of just associating the value of a man with his dollar sign. You know what I mean? Like that to me is very irresponsible and it, and, it, and it's, it's, it's misinformation because there's so many other things that make up a man that can contribute to his value. What are his goals? What is his, um, what are his values? You know what I mean? Like not just value, but what is his, what are his values? What, um, how is he with children period children he has or doesn't have? How is he with his mama? What does he want out of life? Is he stagnant? Is he, you get what I'm saying? So is he fun? Is he uptight? Can he sit down and, and 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 binge watch some TV with you? Like just different. Does he cook? Shit, does he cook? But my husband throw down. So there are so many different factors that can that, that that you can pour into a pot to create value of a man. And so I think it's very misleading to just associate that solely with dollar amount because 
there are a bunch of assholes out here, lazy, entitled, all of that men that make $100,000 and ain't got shit to offer you emotionally, mentally, or anything, but possibly take you out to dinner and not say shit the whole time. Trust me, been there, done that. So be mindful when when, when associating the value in, in terms of high value man, high value woman to solely that of a dollar amount. I think that's ridiculous. Um, let's see what else. Uh, so, I'm gonna I'm gonna end this because I definitely want to have this conversation on Clubhouse talking about him. Like, yes, he's. We're gonna have to talk about him because at this point, for me, it's fuck him. It's fuck his platform. It's fuck his following at this point. Um, but what I am going to challenge is women, especially women who look like me, black women. We sit here and constantly promote and talk about protect back, protect black women at all costs. Black women, black women need to be protected. Like we just saw that girl get beat up, beat up at the grocery, at the little liquor, at the gas station, going to get some wine and boys beat her up like that. Like black women, come on. We already know. So if you see that it is a platform that is inciting negative language, negative climate toward us why are we entertaining it why are you even going on that man's live why what the fuck what makes you say hmm let me go in here and get some advice from him you already know what the vibe is about to be you already know his approach you already know what the comment section is going to be full of men who don't have a chance with you anyway but now they got a platform that they can come on and try to break you down like why are we looking for this what validity do we need from this man and his platform I really need help understanding it. I challenge him to change it for a second and get on these men. Because at this point, the whole setup has been talking to us, supposedly. And we talk, I, I don't want to hear shit he has to say. <laughs> I don't. I want us to stop going on there. Like, we have to. At this point, like, it's not even funny anymore. It's really disheartening. Um <sighs> I don't know. I, I I really hope that when I do the clubhouse chat room about this, that we have some people who come on who who agree with them. Like I really want open dialogue, open open healthy dialogue about him. I've had a lot of people in my DMs like saying he's trash and I can't stand him and all of that. But he he he's really an asshole. I want you to take a, your if you get a chance, look at a, if you can stomach. A video or two um but it's just really really sad i just really the the question the hashtag question to kevin r samuels is who hurt you <laughs> where's this at <laughs> because that's a scarred scorned man a black woman broke him the hell down and so here he is now sitting with his turtleneck and his glasses sipping his bourbon ready to break down any able black woman that subjects herself to his wrath. And that's the part that's sad. And we have to, um, I don't know. We, I, ugh. I'm really at a loss for words. So meet me at clubhouse later this week. We're going to have a conversation about Kevin R. Samuels. Grab your wine, be open to listen. I really want to know how it makes you feel. Have you guys taken the time to look at the comments and just see, but it's the comments that bother me more so than him. Him, I can look at him and it's like, nigga, please. But it's the comments. It's the hundreds, the thousands of men agreeing with him. The thousands of men co-signing with him. Um, that's more disheartening for me, especially as a mother of two black girls. We, I, we have to, I'm trying to figure out what the hell is going on because this is definitely hustling backwards. We are going backwards from progress on what we need to fix the nuclear core black family. This is counterproductive as hell from what it is that we're talking about and what we need to see, especially on platforms, especially, especially when it's your responsibility on a large platform. That narrative is important and um, he missed the mark. So yeah, fuck you, Kevin R. Samuels. <laughs> fuck you. I'm going to leave you with 
this quote. It says, to be worthy does not mean to be perfect. Perfection doesn't exist. I really, really resonated with that quote and put in turn to this episode because it's just like, here we are hearing him and watching his platform grow and him thinking that he can decipher what someone's worth or value is based off of whatever scale he created. And that's the part to me that is just more disheartening than anything. Um, One more point that he did make that I forgot to say, I'm going to just throw in here. It was a girl on there and a beautiful girl. And she was saying, you know, I think she was like 31 or 32. And he asked about her past relationship and she was like, you know, he was a good guy and she cheated she cheated and he went on to say basically like well this is your karma why you can't find anybody you shouldn't have cheated um you're basically never gonna find anybody because that karma is never gonna leave you and you messed around and missed out on a good guy so now this is this is these are the cards you dealt and you got to deal with it and I was like but men cheat all the damn time so is that energy reciprocated like men cheat all the time so you're going to tell a man who cheated on a woman that he's never going to find anybody? Because, see, I don't believe that you can mess up anything that's meant for you. I don't. I think that anything that's meant to be will be. I think that, you know, people grow together. People experience different setbacks and things like that together. And if that is meant to be your person, then that's who you're going to be with. So I don't know. I think that you can't fumble a bag that wasn't yours. So, yes, although she thinks that she messed it up because she cheated, but that probably just wasn't the man you were supposed to be with, sis. So for him to tell her, um, well, just hang it up. You ain't going to ever find nobody because you cheated on somebody five years ago. Yeah, that's what we're dealing with. So just remember that your worth, your value is yours. How you see yourself is yours. Aim and try to strive to see yourself for all that you are, all that you can be and love yourself through that process. Um, and just be mindful social media can be a dangerous place for sure and we oftentimes subject ourselves to certain type of content hence kevin r samuels that you know just do a mental break mental break a self-check to say like okay as i'm intaking this type of information am i okay because it's that deep like he is definitely dangerous I believe just for the mental health of women in particular, black women, um, as they're navigating, whether they're single, um, in relationships or not. So until next time, let's grow. Mm-hmm.